Afterward, Madeline never knew what woke her. Perhaps, even in sleep, she felt the silent weight of curses falling over the end of the black butterfly. Perhaps the breeze from the window carried some warning, or her sleeping ears caught the stealthy slip of feet on the stairs. Whatever it was, Madeline Haycroft bolted out of sleep. No! she cried. Stumbling, not fully awake, she rushed at the dark figure bending over her son's bed. Then hard hands grabbed her, and folds of coarse fabric clamped over her face. Her scream emerged as a frantic wheeze. The man at the bedside glanced over and nodded pleasantly. Thank you, Corvus. Master, a low voice croaked in her ear. Madeline ducked and twisted, trying frantically to escape. An arm like steel clenched around her neck. Corvus lifted her off her feet and held her. She kicked the air until a red haze stained the shadows of the room. The boy in the bed slept unaware. She made herself go limp. It was that or die. After a moment, the crushing pressure eased. Madeline coughed out a breath and jerked her head back enough to plead, Philip! That's not my name. I thought you knew. He straightened and gave an ironic little bow. Alexander Barrows, Baron Grimsley, at your service. Madeline moaned into the harsh cloth pressed over her mouth. Hard buttons dug into her back through the thin fabric of her nightgown. The man she'd known as Philip Cunningham made a flicking motion with his fingertips. A hurricane lamp puffed to life, illuminating the small chamber she rented for the night. There were the plain plaster walls, narrow window, braided rug of uncertain color. The chamber held two skinny beds with baggage tucked under them. Madeline's bed was behind her. A dark-haired boy slept in the other. There was also a tiny table where the lamp stood. Alexander crossed the chamber in a few slow steps. The difference between him and this former self couldn't have been any more obvious. Philip's things were well used, even threadbare, despite Madeline's patient mending. By contrast, Alexander wore boots that gleamed with polish, cream-colored trousers and a dark waistcoat with a crimson ascot. Over it all was a black ulster coat with a cape flung behind. Everything was new and fine. Even more different was the bitter gleam in his eye. I'm disappointed in you, Madeline. We had a perfect life together. She choked out. Based on what? Six dead? Who were hardly innocent, he answered, as casually as she had complained over the price of flour. I'd already paid, but they tried to change our arrangement, so they were the ones who paid. Madeline heard the unspoken addition. As you will. Her stomach heaved and she had to look away. I gave you everything, Alexander repeated. All you had to do was cooperate, but now you've ruined it. Madeline could almost believe his disappointment was genuine. But how could she trust anything he said? She had known this man since she was a girl, had been his lover since she was fourteen. All that time, that love was as much a lie as his name. She should have seen it long before. Leave Charlie alone, she got out. You can punish me if you want, but he doesn't know anything. Leave him alone. Don't be ridiculous. He is my son. No one can take him from me. Not even you, my darling. The stranger... Lord Alexander smiled confidently. Time had thinned his face and touched his golden hair with frost, but he still had that quirky smile. Once it had thrilled her, made her burn inside. Now, a parody of intimacy, it filled her with shame and fear. How can you claim him when we never married? Madeline retorted. A whiff of sulfur stung her nostrils as Corvus's grip tightened. We didn't need to marry. We were in love. His voice now dripped with mockery. Madeline winced. Those were her mother's words. The betrayer went on. 
Did you never wonder why I didn't take you to the priest to make an honest woman of you? You couldn't go into church. Madeline put the blame back where it belonged. The priests would know what you are. Some of them do know, he answered coolly. Are you really such a child that you believe the priests of Alepta are pure and saintly? Darling, I expected more of you. Madeline clenched her teeth. She wished he wouldn't call her that. Only Philip could call her that, and apparently he wasn't real. More than what, she spat. Everything you told me was a lie. Alexander shrugged modestly. You were easy to fool. I was a child. Don't play the ingenue, he sneered. You were using me just as much as I used you, especially Bridget. She didn't care where my money came from as long as you both got some of it. I never traded my soul to devil spawn, Madeline said. No, just your body, he said dryly. A low croak in her ear was probably Corvus's laughter. As for me, the bargain was struck long before I was born. 